Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system that will help you perform at your highest level. And now, here is your host, Chris Rock. Welcome to a new interview session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and I'm here to share with you powerful online and offline marketing strategies that truly work in the entrepreneurial and small business world. Today's topic is how to increase client retention with newsletter marketing. We're going to have a look at the benefits of both print and mail newsletters to convert prospects into customers and more importantly, to increase client retention, that is customer loyalty. But before we get into the subject, I'd like to briefly introduce my amazing guest today, Jim Palmer, best known internationally as the newsletter guru, the go-to resource for maximizing the profitability of customer relationships, is a marketing and business building expert with more than 30 years of experience. Jim is the host of the hit weekly web TV show, Newsletter Guru TV, and he's also the host of the Stick Like Glue Radio, a weekly podcast on smart marketing and business building strategies. Now, Jim is also the acclaimed author of five business and marketing books. His recent one is Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier, Create Your Dream Business Today. Straight from Chester County in Pennsylvania, I'd like to welcome Jim Palmer. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm awesome, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on your program. I appreciate it. Look, Jim, uh, that was a brief introduction. I know you've been featured on ABC News, Yahoo Finance, Wall Street Select, and a bunch of other high-profile networks and magazines. And the two of us have a few things in common. First of all, the love for marketing. But also, we're both fans of Dan Kennedy and his amazing marketing teachings. Yes. Now, um, here's my question to you. How did you get started as a marketing um, and business building expert? And more importantly, why did you pick the niche newsletter within marketing? Um, well, it's a good question, Chris. And when I started my first business in 2001, um, I thought, based on my previous experience in, in marketing and management and also building a franchise and association marketing and all that, I thought I'd be a consultant. But I thought, you know, it's a little hard when you start a consultant consultancy business right off the bat because you're not you're not selling a product. It's kind of an intangible your time and, and potential benefit to the client. But I thought I needed something that I could sell that would generate cash in the in, while I was getting clients. And I I wrote my first newsletter when I was 21 for a bike shop that I was running. And from then, every every job I had, every company I worked for, I you know, I was involved in marketing in some way. But I always created a newsletter, and they just worked so good. I've I've been convinced of the, you know, the great effectiveness of newsletters to build stronger relationships with customers, which then lead to more repeat sales, more referrals. So I've always done that. And when I started, I just my business took off with newsletters and. It kept me quite busy, and I kind of forgot being a consultant. I just really kind of re reshaped my main focus into being, you know, a um, custom newsletter provider. And then uh, four years later, I I built a nice sized business. But just like a lot of entrepreneurs, I realized that while I sort of built a business, I really created a job for myself. And I was the chief cook and bottle washer of this company, doing everything. 
And um, that wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. So I started changing my focus in 2005, which is when I was introduced to Dan Kennedy and some others. And I learned about, um, you know, direct response marketing. I really studied the internet leverage and things like that. And that's in 2006 when I branded myself the newsletter guru and, and became a uh, founder of no hassle newsletters. And from there I just kept adding multiple businesses and, um, so that's kind of the short, short version of the story. Okay, awesome. Now, people who are in online marketing, they know building a list is essential. And we both know why Facebook <laughs> is valued so high, especially because of the data they have. And um, yeah, the customers um, knowing their customers extremely well. But uh, people who are offline and small business owners who are offline, what do you think is for them to understand the real benefit of having a newsletter marketing system in place? How, how can you make them understand that this is a great tool to, um, yeah, not just to onboard customers, but more importantly, to keep them? Well, the thing is, you know, if you ask most um, entrepreneurs, what they want, they want more sales or some will say, you know, I want higher profits in my business. And what I say is that's fine. I mean, that's obviously what a lot of people want, but the truth is that higher profits in any business come from stronger relationships with the customers that you have, because when you develop stronger relationships, they'll shop more frequently. They'll often buy more of the various products or services that you sell. They'll refer more. I mean, stronger relationships is what it's all about. And a newsletter, primarily print and mail, but also online newsletters are, are part of the equation. A newsletter is just a great way to build stronger relationships because you're actually, it's a way for you to communicate with everybody, you know, in, at their own time. You know, so if you mail a newsletter and it hits their mailbox, somebody could take that and read it that day. They could read it on a plane or read it on the hammock on the weekend or wherever they are. And, and, they're, and you're communicating with them. If, if all if all your customers or clients ever receive is an invoice in the mail, you're you're falling woefully short. And see, a lot of entrepreneurs will think, well, I got to get more new customers, more new customers, and that's the that's certainly a much less profitable way to grow your business than than really getting more sales and profits from the current customers you have. Mm. I, I guess that has a lot to do with the fact that people go straight to sales. And forget that you have to do a lot of marketing um, if you want to keep your customers. Now, you say newsletters, and I must admit, I'm into online newsletters, and I do online newsletters with uh, my customer base. But you specialize on both, print and mail. Why both? Well, think of it like this. When I started in 2006 doing my... Um so I've been doing a, an online newsletter every Tuesday morning. I started with zero and... You know, I now have 17,000 entrepreneurs that get, or at least that subscribe to the newsletter. But the, the hitch in doing online only is this. When I, when I was getting started, if you could get 15 to 18 to 20% open rates, I mean, that was considered pretty good in, in email marketing. Yeah. Today, it's in single digits. And now you could say, well, yeah, but there's still no cost. And that's true, but it's actually, it's getting worse. But the, the scary part is for entrepreneurs, if you do... Um, buy into what I'm saying about the stronger relationships. If you have a thousand customers on your list, let's say, and all you're going to do is email, when you mail your electronic newsletter to a thousand people, you're going to be lucky if 8% of them are delivered. And so I'll just go with easy math. Let's say 10% of them get delivered. 
900 of your 1,000 customers are not hearing from you. Okay, so that's very, very scary. Now, if you look at the flip side, which is print and mail, paper and ink and postage, that gets delivered, I mean, literally almost 100% of the time. I guess there's some mailmen who probably stick it in the trash at the end of the day. But, you know, with, with in all seriousness, mostly it gets delivered. Now, you have to you have to send a newsletter that's going to get read, and that's kind of what I teach. But at least you know it's going to get to your customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I should think, uh, <laughs> I should rethink my position on print, doing print as well. Um, luckily, I work with a provider where the delivery quote is quite high, which is uh, which is awesome. But I agree with you. If uh, the things don't get delivered, uh, you can't expect a um, high click through rate, which is again very important. Uh, now, Chris, I, I don't know what your what your open rate is, but even if it was as high as fifty percent, which is pretty unheard yeah. of, that's still half of your customers are not hearing from you. Correct. Okay. Correct. No, uh, good point. Absolutely good point. And as you said, 50%, these are already um, high numbers. Now, um, I oftentimes also discuss with other online marketeers uh, who are in the niche about the key ingredients of uh, newsletters and newsletter campaigns. And more importantly, not just the key ingredients, but also, um, yeah, how often to deliver them. Now, if you look look around, You'll see uh, Tim Ferriss, for example, he only sends out his newsletter on a quarterly basis. Uh, Most of the internet marketers send it out on a weekly basis, and I'm one of them. And then you have the so-called, I I really like to call them spammers, uh, who kind of like email you five times a day. So my question to you, which would be the key ingredients of a great newsletter campaign? And second, how often should you send it? Well, I'll start with the second part of your question. An email newsletter should be done weekly, and a print newsletter should be done monthly, every 30 days. Um, If you think of your favorite magazines that you subscribe to, they arrive every 30 days like clockwork. Even things like, you know, your mortgage or insurance, in, in other words, important information arrives in your mailbox every 30 days. And if you think about it, Chris, it usually arrives the same day or the same, you know, the same within the same date range every single month. It's like clockwork. And when things arrive like clockwork, whether it's a bill or a magazine or a newsletter, it has an automatic higher perceived value than things that arrive sporadically. So if you're a marketer who, who sends a newsletter as the spirit moves you, as I say, whenever you get around to it, you know, that does not have the same kind of cachet. It doesn't have the same kind of weight of importance as it as it would if you were a regular, um, you know, very disciplined mailer. So, and the same thing with email. If you're doing that, if you, you know, I believe I when I started, the research told me that Tuesday was a great day to send e-zines and in the morning is good. A lot of people on the East Coast get mine really early and and I think that's when people check email when they first get started. It may have changed, but I I, t- I tend to go with um, consistency is really important. So I haven't changed, you know, the, the send out date, and I've never missed one in you know about six years. I've never missed a weekly newsletter. I've never missed do- missed doing my weekly video. You know, I'm in my fifth year now doing those. So 
consistency is, a, is an important part of marketing for sure. Mm. Do you take into account uh, your target audience? So as you said, okay, the East Coast, what about if you have Europeans or Asians on your list? What do you do then? I don't segregate and mail different times. It's just, it's just my full list that I hit the go button on. Um, so I guess there are different times. I mean, if I was, if I looked at my list and I have looked at my list, I mean, 90% of the people on my list are U.S. based. I do have okay. a pretty decent size um, following in, in a number of countries, but the bulk of my business and following is in the U.S. Okay. No offense. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. Because uh, um, I, for for instance, I have about 50% Europeans, and I send out my newsletter on Thursday. But I schedule it that way that also the Asians and the U.S. get it at the same time. The European get it. So it's kind of okay. like a world time clock. Huh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you have to mess around if your list is kind of like chunk. 50% Europe, 20% U.S., 20% Asian, 10% Australian, whatever. <laughs> wow. That's good. Yeah. Now, um, number one, because you didn't answer number one, and I'll get back to that, key ingredients. What do you say all the key oh, ingredients? Oh, thank you. Okay, sure. <laughs> so key ingredients, there's two types of content that goes into a successful newsletter. There's what I consider work stuff and other stuff. Another way of saying it is relevant and non-relevant material. So relevant or work stuff are articles or things that have to do with your business or what you do or your niche, what you're known for. So for you, you might include an, an article on marketing or how to do email marketing or certain retention, whatever the strategy is. If you put an article or two in your newsletter that is really about what your expertise, what you're known for, that is relevant content. The non-relevant content or other stuff, as I call it, is just the fun reading that really people have a lot of interest in. It's, you know, there's Reader's Digest, there's Bottom Line Personal, there's a lot of newsletters and magazines that are of a very general nature. They cover a lot of different ground. And um, that's really what people like. I think whether it's a kind of escapism or they just like learning very fast reads, short little tidbit type articles. Um, my rule is if my customers find my newsletters fun and interesting and entertaining to read, chances are very good they're going to read it. If they get a newsletter, this is a big leap for a lot of entrepreneurs, Chris, I'm sure you know. Um, people will say to me, oh, my customers don't want to read that. They just want to read stuff you know, about the relationship. Well, I guarantee you that if you send a four-page newsletter 100% about whatever it is you do in your business, they're not going to read it because it's going to be boring to them. Yeah. You, what's important to you is not necessarily important to your customer, and you have to appeal to what's in, fun, informative, and entertaining to your customer. Mm. Well, that goes back to the fundamentals and mastering those, which would be the pain points. Nobody's interested in you. They're interested in themselves. So if you, if you provide service, if you provide help, uh, and uh, to their pain points, it's spot on. Exactly. Now, what newsletter systems, what newsletter automated systems do you recommend? Well, the, the, I'll recommend mine. Um, <laughs> we, we offer uh, no-hassle newsletters. Every month we put out 24 pages of uh, what I've branded my customer love and content. And then we also have, I think we're up to 14 different done for you newsletter templates. We have um, a few, what I would loosely term generic. In other words, they, they can apply to any business. Um, I offer them in color and black and white, two page, four page. And I also offer a number of 
industry specific newsletters, you know, for dentists, chiropractors, attorneys, um, on and on this, I won't name the whole list, but they're already done with custom articles for each of those industries. And as I said, it's a monthly program. I've, I've got clients in nine different countries that, that use my newsletters. And it's a, it's a really great way to do what you need to do without spending a lot of time. What I tell people is if you spend more than one hour a month, and most of my customers spend about a half hour a month, you're very much over-engineering the program because we literally do it all for you. Mm. If people are interested, where should they go? Sure. It's nohasslenewsletters.com, www.nohassle, which is H-A-S-S-L-E, newsletters with an S.com. Awesome. Hey, this is just a station identification. My name is Chris Rock, your strength and business host. And my amazing guest today is Jim Palmer from Pennsylvania. Jim is best known internationally as the newsletter guru. He is a marketing and business building expert with more than 30 years of experience. Jim is the host of the hit weekly web TV show, Newsletter Guru TV. And he's also the host of the Stick Like Glue Radio, a weekly podcast on smart marketing and business building strategies. To find out more about Jim, visit thenewsletterguru.com. Now, I will include the URL in the description of this podcast so that people come back to it anytime. So make sure you visit thenewsletterguru.com and discover how you can use newsletter and the power of newsletters to increase client retention and thus maximize your profit. Now, Jim, back to you about the following. What are the biggest mistakes small business owners and entrepreneurs overall make when, when it comes to implementing marketing, a newsletter marketing? Uh, you know, you inserted the word newsletter there at the end, but it really is, it happens to be, it's the same whether it's marketing, in general or newsletter marketing, Chris, it's not being consistent. Uh, a lot of folks will say, okay, I'm going to try a newsletter. And they'll mail their first newsletter and they'll typically write the very first uh, little paragraph. Welcome to our you know, new company newsletter. We're sending this to you every month because you know, we value your relationship and blah, 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 blah. And then the second, as I say, the second monthly newsletter goes out about three months later. So you know, not being consistent is very bad. Um, again, it means that you don't take, to me, it means you don't take seriously what you said you were going to do. And, you know, whenever you do business with somebody, how they act and what they do speaks volumes. It's much more important than what they say they'll do. So being consistent is really important. You also said, Chris, a minute ago, hitting the pain points. It's all about what's interesting and informative to your customers. It's, it's giving them information that they find valuable and that they need not stuff that you find interesting and valuable because you are not your average customer. Now, uh, as you said, yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest mistakes in overall in business and in marketing. What about the best practices or best strategies? If you'd have one or two things, what would you implement right away? For example, if you start out with newsletter, what would be the one or two things that, would, that you would implement right away? Sure. The number one thing you want to do is tell your customers what else you do. And if you think about it, whenever we gain a new customer or client, it's by way of a single transaction. So whether one of our current customers referred somebody or some of our marketing worked and some, a new customer came in and said, yes, I'm going to buy product A or hire you for 
serve, you know, to perform service B or something like that. All that customer knows at that point, for the most part, is that you either sell that product or you do that service. But most small business owners, Chris, offer a number of different products or they offer a range of services. And so what I ask people often when I'm out speaking is, whose job is it to find for the customer to find out what else you do and how else you can help them? Is it their job to go research or to call you up and say, you know, I just bought, you know, this uh, washer. Do you also sell nuts and bolts? Well, that's not their job. <laughs> your job, your number one job is to remind them frequently of who you are so you stay top of mind. But your job is also to tell your customers what else you do. The reason that's such a great um, use of a newsletter is what I what I call your monthly success story. So every month you have what I call your success story. And that is how your company has helped another client with one of your other products and services. And so I'll give you a, a kind of a, a tip strategy here for, for you, Chris, and your listeners. If you take a piece of paper and draw a line from the top down to the bottom, right in the middle, on the left side of the paper, you start listing all the products or all the services you carry. And on the right side of the line, if you list your frequently asked questions, that simple little exercise, which you can do in about five minutes, will give you enough what I call uh, editorial content to put in your your success story. So all you got to do is say, okay, in January, we're going to write about nuts. and In February, we'll write about bolts. In March, we'll write about washers. And then figure out how a story where you have helped one of your clients. Because what you don't want to do is write about like your featured product of the month. Oh, we have great nuts and bolts, you know. Yep. But what you do want to say is, you know, local local manufacturer, you know, is, is greatly enhances their capacity with our with our new blah 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 nuts and bolts. I'm I'm being a little silly with my example, <laughs> no but you worries. see what I'm saying? And then you tell your story about how this company, their machinery kept breaking and how now your your nuts and bolts, which always stay tight keeps them online, they're able to be more efficient, etc. Then you so you wrap up your story with if you want to learn more about how our nuts and bolts can help your business, you know, call so and so or email so and so. So it's not a it's not a story specifically about the nuts and bolts. It's how your nuts and bolts that you sell have helped another business. So that's a success story that would be really, really valuable. Mm. Well, that happens often in marketing that people focus on the what, that is the product or the service, whatever it is, instead of the who, for whom is it and why the benefits for, for that particular person. Now, one of the major issues when talking to small business owners is, uh, well, always the sentence, I want more customers. And every time I talk to them, I say, no, you don't want more customers. You want more of the right customers. How do you use newsletters in your own business to, yeah, to bring your business forward, to attract more of the right customers, not just keep them, not just um, do client retention, but also to acquire and to turn prospects into customers? Well, so first of all, using a newsletter is a great way to increase client retention. So let's just assume that the customers you already have, for the most part, are good ones. There's always a few lemons, but let's say yeah. they're all good ones. But then what you can do is you can look at, okay, what is my perfect customer avatar? In other words, what, are the, what does my perfect customer have as attributes or qualities? And then what you do is you go to a, a, a list company, a mailing list company, and you say, um, I want all the names that, are, are, that live within five miles of my business, if that's the kind of business you have, and I want them to be, say, 35 to 50 years old, 
predominantly male or female, whichever that goes, certain education, they have a home, they own a home, the home value, the number of kids, whatever it is um, that you have figured out, then you can get those names. Because what you figured out is that if your perfect customer has those attributes, all you got to do is find more people that have those same attributes and start mailing them your newsletter. That's a good way to introduce them to who you are in a very non-threatening way. Mm. Now, you mentioned no-hassle marketing, marketing newsletters. How can small business owners, and my audience as well, uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, people who are still in the corporate world who want to get out of it desperately, profit from your vast experience and knowledge regarding newsletters? You know, as far as people that want to start a business and um, you mentioned at the beginning, I, I would encourage them to read my latest book, which is Stop Waiting For It To Get Easier, Create Your Dream Business Now. Um, I talk about what I call entrepreneurs, people that want to start a business and they're waiting for a great time. So that, there's some good information in that book. But you know, there was, a, there was an old Chinese proverb that said, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, the next best time is right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so you need to get started now. Um, Whatever you're going to be doing, you know, waiting for things to get easier, waiting for the economy to change, waiting for whatever you're waiting for is, is really not going to help you at all. So whether you want to start a business or if you think you want to grow a business, a lot of people ask me, well, what's a good time to start with a newsletter? I said, when you get your first client. Literally, if you have to print one newsletter and mail it to them, do that. In other words, you don't want to wait to do certain things. You want to act and run your business as if. So is, if you have 100 customers, then you're going to start a newsletter. Start when you have one, then print two, then add six, you know, whatever it is. You want to be operating your business as if you're already running the kind of business you want to have. Now, if there would be one thing, one implementable profit-generating tip that you would give to a newbie, a newbie business expert, what would that one be? Um, this is what I say all the time, Chris. You will earn infinitely more money for who you are than what you do. And what that means is the, the skill that you have. Um, so if you're a plumber and you go to trade school and now you learn how to be a plumber, instead of working for somebody else, you're going to start your own business. It's not about you know how good of a plumber you are. It's not about how neat you are. It's not about how great of a little weld you can do or anything like that. People are going to be attracted to you because you are the perceived expert. So you really have to figure out your branding, your position in the marketplace, and then you have to promote that. It means so much more. It's like another example would be an accountant. I mean, you know, you can open um, a Google or uh, this old antiquated book called The Yellow Pages here in the States anyway. You know, and if you looked up accountants, there's probably going to be three or four pages. Now, how do they differentiate themselves? Well, we are really, 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 really good by adding numbers. I mean, we add numbers better than anybody. I mean, that's no, that's no way to accentuate and enhance your skill. What you do want to do is niche yourself. So maybe you are the accountant that specializes in women-owned businesses, or maybe you specialize in you know small businesses that use QuickBooks or wh whatever your niche is. You have to like claim that and be that the go-to person for that, so you resonate with the right, right kind of audience. Mm -hmm. That brings, uh, brings me back to one of my favorite books, which is um, Differentiate or Die by Jack Trout. 
Yeah, good one. Right that. <laughs> by the by the experts of positioning. Now, uh, talking and speaking about books, I always ask this one, so you're not gonna, going to get away <laughs> without answering this question. What's your favorite book and why? Hmm. Um, well, I'll say my favorite business book. I, I guess I'll since it's a business show. Um, what is my favorite business book? It's probably uh, one of Dan Kennedy's books. It was No BS Direct Marketing. Um, and in a very close second is No BS Wealth Attraction. Those were the very first, I've read them all now, but those were the first Dan Kennedy books that I read that completely opened my eyes because I came from a kind of a corporate background. I'm, I'm 100% no longer a small business owner. I am an entrepreneur. But it was that type of thinking and and. It was Dan that, you know, where I read about uh, positioning and creating uh, celebrity expertise, um, where I, I coined myself the news that a guru after reading that book. And so those two books were the complete eye openers for me. But I mean, we'd always have to name Think and Grow Rich and some other books like that. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, the list. Um, yeah, for all of us, Think and Grow Rich, Kiyosaki, whatever. These are just the must books. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jim, last question. If people want to find out more about you and connect with you, where should they go? The newsletterguru.com is kind of the home base. I mean, um, from there you can find my TV show, my, my podcast, my books, my programs. That's kind of home base. I obviously have a ton of websites, but that would be the place where it's kind of the starting point. The newsletterguru.com. Once again, this is Chris Rock from Strength in Business talking to Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru from Pennsylvania. Thanks for being my guest today, Jim. It's been my great pleasure, Chris. Thank you. Thanks a lot for sharing your valuable marketing and business building tips and strategies with us. I appreciate it very much. Hey, everybody, Chris Rock here from Strength in Business. We have a great guest on today's show, Jim Palmer, marketing and business building expert, best known internationally as the newsletter guru. Find out more about Jim by visiting thenewsletterguru.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Happy marketing, and remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast. Submit your questions on strengthinbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K. -K.